it's just learning and seeing what makes you happy. It just makes me happy. Nice. Yeah. That was very cheesy, but uh, let's move on. Let's <laughs> 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 start this thing, full. Hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Amelia. Welcome back to Ask the Joy Podcast. Podcast where we aim to build better mindset for better relationships. Yeah. And on relationships, we're talking about our own relationship today. And we're reminiscing and looking back on the past year of us getting married. And we're just going to go through some of the common questions that people ask and also see if there's anything different or something unexpected that we didn't think about or things that we didn't see coming in married life yeah so a lot of you newlyweds or married couples out there you would probably relate to these questions or even just queries that we get Mm. on a regular let's get started yeet yeet as it says on your shirt can i even see that yeet (laughs) (laughs) what the hell all right and then we've also structured this into three parts so something that we get asked immediately after we get married, so straight after we get married, and then after us easing into marriage, what's that like? And then some other expectations that we've heard throughout our time until now, and then we'll and then we'll top it off with some things that we've experienced throughout our year of being married. Very nice. Ding, ding, ding. All right, let's, let's start. <laughs> All right, so the most common question I've been asked is, how am I enjoying the married life? And your answer is? Fucking the same. <laughs> <laughs> Anticlimactic. <laughs> no, to be real, like for me, I mean, we already were living with each other beforehand. You know, we bought a house and whatnot. So we already had that home established. So in terms of transitioning into a married couple, it wasn't that much. Yeah. But when I said anticlimactic, it really is anticlimactic because even before we moved into this house, we've done so many things together. I think just our synergy and our dynamic of how we are as a couple, we really were walking around and living our lives as if we were married anyway, regardless of whether we have moved in together or not. So I feel like before and after marriage life, it felt exactly the same. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, Whenever people ask me that, I'm just like, uh, it's going to be anti-climatic, but no, not, not much for change. Yeah, but it's not just me. I think there's a few friends that have gotten married before us and they said the same thing, like life after marriage was pretty much the same. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good thing because it means that you're already building your life to be with that person. It shouldn't be a massive change or there shouldn't be something that's unexpected and you're like, well, what is this? Because then that might be a problem. Yeah, and, and look, there, there might be some couples out there that just date for a, a year and they just get straight into it. So it could be a different experience for them too. Well, not just that. Like maybe they really do know what they want and they get yeah. married. So, But there is still a lot to learn even if they've dated for only a year. But at the same time, I do know that there are some people who like the traditional way or just want to move in after they get married so that's a different experience but we're just speaking from experience of a couple that have moved in before we got married 
And then obviously just discussing the immediate feeling after we get married that we were definitely on a high, I would say. Like we had a, like we were just really happy. Yeah, I think after, I guess, the whole event, I think it was kind of a two-part question, more like a sigh of relief. Like it's it's finally done. <laughs> finally, we've, you know, achieved it, finally done it, tick the box, let's keep going. And the other side of it was more like just enjoying, I guess, our time. Yeah, and the reason why we were on a high, we are both... We didn't really have much expectations of, oh my God, my whole life revolves around wanting to get married and planning for a wedding and all that kind of stuff. So we didn't have high expectations to start with, but because of how well it turned out and just seeing all the friends, all the family and how they enjoyed their time, I think that really feeded into how happy we felt. Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, the gathering is the biggest thing that geared us all up to really have a good time. Yeah, so immediate feeling after getting married was definitely really good. And then we did a little mini getaway just to enjoy our time after all the planning. It does get pretty hectic, but wasn't stressful, I would say, but it's just a lot, uh, it's full on. And just to be able to enjoy your time together and just be with each other, that was really good too. Yeah, shout out to the wedding planners. Hey, yeah, it's it's hard work. Definitely is hard work, but can be done. Yeah. The next big question that I always get is more specifically for you, but. Why are you getting the question? <laughs> well, well, the, the question is, is when, when are you planning to change your name? Mm. Your Surprisingly, name? I actually haven't got this question. Yeah, I've been asked maybe once or twice. When is Amelia going to change her last name to your last really? name? Really? Who the hell's going to ask you? Why they're asking <laughs> you and not me? I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? Shit. Well, to be honest, I am lazy. And if it's, you know, <laughs> there's just so much paperwork that you have to go through. Even when we were moving and then we had to change all the paperwork to our new address, that was a it's lot. It's a pain in the ass, yeah. A little pain, pain well, in the is. ass, but it's just, you can just... <laughs> And in your ass, like you just got to remember all the different things that you're going to change your name for. But then when you're changing your name, you also do like your passport. You got to apply for an actual legal document to say that you're changing your name. You got to pay for that. All of that. And I was just like, yeah, can't be bothered. (laughs) And I mean, for me as as the male, I don't really care if you take my last name or not. It doesn't really bother me. But I know there are people out there that it does mean a lot to them. Yeah. And I think if that if it does, it just it just comes down to asking the question, just being like, "Hey, do you mind if I keep my last name?" And I'm pretty sure I asked you. I was like, "Do you mind if I just keep it, or are you bothered if I don't change it?" Yeah, you can get the double the double banger uh, last name where you can keep your your maiden last name, and then you have the partners. I did think about that, but again. Still paperwork and also my last name so short and then having your long last name, it just looks weird. So I was like, nah, let's just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, which I'm sure many couples have been asked is when are you having kids or are you having kids? And I got asked this on the wedding night. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> okay. I was like, bro, I'm still in, like, we're still getting married. It's still the wedding day. Like, calm down. <laughs> it is a constant question Mm. Uh, like i get asked all the time from like just random friends randoms too sometimes because they're like oh yeah you're you you know you'll you only be married for x amount of time oh when you having kids like yeah i guess it's like it's just their way of just wanting to get to know you or trying to have a conversation and i to me i'm not bothered by it mm. i know that some people are like oh my god can you stop asking me that 
and I'm not bothered by it because I know that it is like an interesting question. Like you just want to know, or you're curious to know if these people are interested in having kids or what their life goals are like. And as long as it's not like a really intrusive, rude way of asking, like I'm generally not bothered by yeah, it. Yeah, I just tell them I'm going to have 10 kids, so fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck off. <laughs> And last one, which is something that was interesting. We actually saw this as a common question online and having wedding planning withdrawals. So I personally didn't have any wedding planning withdrawals and I've talked to a few friends and most of them are just relieved that the wedding planning event is over and just being able to just go back to normal life without having to plan for other things. So I'm on the same boat. Yeah, I think from a guy's perspective, I feel I don't think I've really been asked this because it's predominantly like the the female that looks after the wedding plan. Like yes. that's the <laughs> you that's left the, it all to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the default. But no, I think it's hard. Like it's hard work. Like I said before, it is definitely a lot of work, a lot of effort to plan it out, but time it out as well. What needs to be done at certain times, but making sure that everyone is a part of it too, because it's not going to work if people aren't with the schedule, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I have no withdrawals because I think outside of having and including the friends and making sure, making sure everyone's across it, we did a lot of things where it's very individual. So like flowers, the backdrop, everything was very individual. So it comes to your visualization to try and piece everything together. Like it's not one person being like, hey, this is what it will look like if we have flowers here, backdrop here, your arbor here, blah, blah, blah. Like everything was so individual. So I, like for me as a mm. designer, I had the benefits of photoshopping. So that was my only way of visualizing what it will look like. And to me, that was a lot of effort, even though I am a designer, but I do not have wedding plan withdrawals. Yeah. The only time that you probably would, like someone might feel that is if, you know, if it's a bigger gathering. What, having withdrawals? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the bigger it is, the more you'd be relieved that it's over, right? I don't know. Mm, could be, yeah. Let us know in the comments if yeah. you've had wedding plan withdrawals, we'd like to know. Yeah. And then moving on into after having some time, just enjoying married life, just some other questions or expectations that kind of surface. And that is... I guess, how do we feel after... Being in it. Yeah, after being in it. Yeah. We're essentially newlyweds, if you want to call it that. But yeah, according to it. this Korean photographer that we had in Korea, we're still newlyweds, apparently, yeah, apparently. Even though we said we've been married for a year. <laughs> I guess that is new, but in retrospect, like the bigger context, we've been together for like 11 years now. So that's probably why we don't feel like we're newlyweds. With that question, how do I feel? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's the same shit you know what i mean same shit different day i guess it i think it just it, i think it's more of an achievement it's a tick box for me so i'm just a tick box yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah, ticking you off see you later fuck off wait <laughs> but i can see i can see, <laughs> i can see um other people obviously valuing the wedding like just the whole marriage and experience where it's it's a big deal I'm kind of the same. Like, it feels the same. It just feels like another day. But it's just knowing that you, I think it's less of the term, what's it like, life after marriage. It's more of the feeling and knowing that you're continually 
growing with someone that you're you've been with for so long and just continuing to learn about each other and doing life together yeah. that's just what i'm appreciating yeah. rather than what's it like after marriage yeah exactly right yeah and i think that also applies to people who are not wanting to get married and are just together like partners like you said before yeah so i feel like it's shouldn't be applied and shouldn't be a question for whether you're married or not if you're just like a long-term relationship couple I think it still applies. It's just yep. you should be growing together every single day and appreciating your life together every single day. Yeah, ride or die, baby, ride or die. That's <laughs> it. Uh, one thing that I've actually heard a few times is not common, common, but I feel like some people do get asked this, or it's a comment that people make: is your life is gonna it be boring now, or it's all downhill from here? Which I never truly understood. Yeah, I've heard something similar. It's like you, it's more like your life is repetitive. It's like your routine is the same where you both get bored, is what I've heard. But I mean, I, I feel like it can apply to just a long term relationship outside of marriage. Like a marriage doesn't have to be the true definition of that. Yeah. It can be just you and a long term relationship, and that can happen anyway. Yeah. So I feel like it's more of, like we've said many times, relationship is something that you, it's constantly moving. You both yeah. have to constantly step on the pedal to make things work. And if things get boring, which there is like ups and downs of life in general, like even in your job, sometimes you're, you're really into it, sometimes you're not. And it's just finding new things to do together, exploring, which goes back into you know, life after marriage. It's finding things and appreciating all the small things with each other and then exploring, do new things, maybe change out the way you're doing dates or, you know, do something different. Whatever it is, it shouldn't be boring. Like that's the last thing it should be because you don't yeah. get married to get into a boring life. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But one thing that comes off the back of that is people assume that you're not going to come out anymore. This... It is true for us, but it's not because of marriage. I think life just gets the busier. best of us. Yeah, it gets busier. Yeah. And then it's just harder to find time to go out, which I know it sounds like the worst excuse and we're working on it, but it's not because of marriage. Yeah, uh, exactly that. I think as you get older, there's more commitments and the more commitments that you take, the less time that you have to play with. And I hate the term when people say, oh, you know, it's, you're just getting old, you know, but it's like, well, yeah, we just got to time manage it, I guess, better where we organize those moments where we can share and, you know, be a part of other people's days. You know what I mean? Like having more friends over for a certain time or a day or whatever it is. There are periods where people, everyone gets busy and then there's downtime where people uh, suddenly have a lot of free time and that's the case for us like there's periods where we actually do get to have more friends over and then there's periods like the upcoming months for me I know that we really don't have time we've got actually three weddings to go to in one month and one is flying to a different state and I've got a baby shower actually I've got two baby showers and my birthday and I've got a fight like everything's like all in that month so it's just yeah you just there's times where you're free and then times where you're a bit busier but I just don't like that the assumption is after you get married you're just gonna disappear that's not the case like there's more to it people say that same thing for relationships too when you get into a long-term relationship see you later there goes your life I think that's different though that's like that honeymoon phase yeah. you know how you're just really into each other you're trying to Get to know each other and you can kind of disappear. We did touch on this on Friends Who Ghosts, so check mm. that one out if you 
are keen on how we discuss that topic, but yeah, I think that's a bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that I personally really hate hearing as a female is your wife is always right or the girl's always right. You have to listen to your wife, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. Like, it's good to sometimes compromise in the relationship. We do it. Like, we compromise for each other. But it's not about, you know, the girl is always right or the you have to listen to the guy. The man of the house has to make the decisions. It's a co-op decision. Like, you have to discuss these things. Co-op. It's like you're playing a game. Yeah, co-op. to play a game. <laughs> Literally. Cooperative game. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you always hear this phrase, happy life, happy wife, or happy wife, happy life. That's the... <laughs> that yeah. was so confusing. Happy yeah. wife, happy life is what I always hear. So, so long that your wife is happy, then your life is going to be whatever. So, I hear that all the time and it's kind of like, well, yeah, okay, it's true, you know, but it shouldn't be... Like, I get it if it's a joke and it's fine. Like, it's good that maybe the men might compromise a little more than the female because maybe females have like certain expectations or whatever it is but if it's impeding on your own life enjoyments i guess you shouldn't hold back in terms of your own thoughts or opinions yeah you gotta fucking tell her what's up mate hey eh? tell her fucking sort her out hey eh? yeet them out the yeah, door yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i'm not saying that it's a wrong thing to say or anything like that but it's just you have your own boundaries as well and if it's something that you're personally not happy about as in like the guy holding back in terms of saying something or doing something and it's actually ruining the relationship i don't think you should be holding back in terms of your opinions like be open and discuss it about this thing that don't always just be like yes okay yeah, you've got to communicate and you've got to kick back. You've got to sort her out, mate. Like you can't you can't just be a yes man and be, and be a bitch. Just joking. But like you've got to really just have that open communication and set the expectation, the boundaries, as you said. It's really important because I've seen so many friends who get into relationships and stuff like that and that happens. You just, yeah, important. But I have a question for you. When you see me happy, is it really happy wife, happy life? Uh, I think if it's if you're happy, then it's like yeah, like you just seeing me happy over something, like getting a cake or something. Yeah, then it like. makes me happy. If you saw me happy, would you be like? Ee? Yeah, I think I just find enjoyment, and it makes me happy to know that you're happy over something. Like for example, your Warhammer, or you buying something that you really enjoy. Like I may not have the same fulfillment for whatever you're buying or whatever you've gotten but seeing that you really love this thing it makes me happy yeah like it's just learning and seeing what makes you happy it just makes me happy nice yeah that was very cheesy but uh let's move on (laughs) 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 let's move on these are just expectations or other expectations that we've heard or seen on married life roles in in a marriage like I hear this all the time or in the past, it's more like, you know, your females and your housewife, stay home, cook, clean, look after the kids. Whereas the the males are generally the, the sole providers, blah, blah, blah. I don't see that being the standard or the normality nowadays. It's totally different now. Back in the days, previous generations, for sure. Cost of living, inflation, all that stuff is different back then. So it made sense. But now it's dual household incomes, you know, you know females can do just as many things as males can so when people come to me and say oh you know what's what's your wife doing she should be at home you know not many people do say that but you do get the odd person that would it's i kind of disagree with that like not saying that you shouldn't 
you have the choice to do so. And if you have the ability to do so, then great. And if you have that mutual agreement, then that's the main thing. But it shouldn't be purely based on roles. Yeah, and I don't think assigning roles does help you in your married life. I'm sure it does help some people out there. But for us personally, there's no real need for it. I think we're both working full-time. We're both doing stuff. We're both contributing to the house and doing things within the house. So I don't feel like we specifically need roles but I can see why some traditional people like for example my dad is always the type of person that's like oh you shouldn't be working so hard you don't need to work just that example is just for me to chill and do all that I feel like I can't do that I need to have some sort of contribution I feel like for us it's more like discussing what needs to be done like do you need help in something and if you do need help I'm not going to be like well that's your that's your job that's your role I'm not going to help you that's not my role in the house I feel like that's not a great way to live together yeah it's not it's not a good way to to do things and like you said at the start it's a partnership man like we should be collaboratively working together to achieve like a, a similar goal mm. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to establish each other's values and goals and what each other treasures in terms of a relationship before you even get married. So these things will be discussed before you move in together or actually get married. Yeah, 100%. Similar to that, finance is also something that should be discussed beforehand, how we, how we see it anyway. Whether or not you've lived together and then moving together, your finances might change, but at least maybe talk about your finance habits, like what, how much maybe you enjoy saving or you want to be saving and how much you need for your daily bills or how do we want to organize our finances? Are you going to do it together? Are we going to have a joint account? Is it going to be separate? Things like that. Like there's so many things, but it's just, again, just a very like casual conversation to get to know each other in the finance perspective. Yeah, I think the finance conversation can be a little sensitive for some people, which is fine. But finance is such an important aspect of life, whether you're alone or if you're with a partner. This should be something that you talk about. I feel in in your earlier days of your relationship, whether it's lightly to something that's more in-depth, but I think, yeah, for us, it was something that we spoke about prior to even getting married. Yeah, it was quite a while. Actually, I think it was because we were buying the house. That's when we started talking about, like, actually sitting down and talking about finances. And to be honest, it was weird because for me, I've always known that you kind of keep your finance or money talk to yourself. Like, I don't know, I've never just shared it and just been like, oh, yeah, and this much. Or, oh, yeah, this is how much I save. Like, I do tell you that I save. I'm not like explicitly like, I'm going to save this much every month or every time I get a pay. And it was weird, but it's also how your body language is. If you're going to be very protective or one of them is a bit like, oh, why are you doing this? And like questioning your motives behind your savings or whatever it is, then that might get even more uncomfortable. But because we're both just purely there, just very open about each other's finances, it's actually not as scary as you think it would be. Yeah, I think because we had that common goal just to buy a house at the time. So we obviously had to get our shit sorted in terms of finance. <laughs> so understanding how we spent money, how we saved money, that was really imperative to obviously getting our goal. Mm. 
just have that open, candid conversation. You know, start off slow because it is a sensitive topic. Like for you, it was a bit awkward. Just start off slow and then eventually slowly build that momentum. Talking about the goals. Is there common goals that you can work together? Whether that's saving like 10 grand for a holiday or something like that. Mm. Something small, minor to like buying a car together as an example or even buying a home. That's a good way to warm that conversation up. But I really do think that finances are a big conversation that's important to have. Yeah, and I feel like the less you know, the harder it is to live together or have a home together because you can't everything is revolved about money, like the groceries that you buy, things that you need to get from the house and just mortgage, blah blah blah. And if you're not transparent about it, it's gonna be really hard to work together on that if that makes sense yeah you should have an understanding as to the concept of where the money is coming out of yeah but if you have your own personal account that you save to you don't really need to be like okay show each other how much you save or how much you have like that is a different story but it's just talking about the things that you're going to be spending together and making sure that on top of that so that you know you're not gonna be running check to check spending all your cash monies on you know all the expensive shit cash me outside how about that yeah, cash me outside <laughs> how about that <laughs> but similarly another expectation is something else i really don't understand is people saying that you will have big fights after you get married in relationships, you will have fights, you will have disagreements, but it shouldn't be something that would surface after you get married, if you know what I mean. Like, you will have disagreements and you should be working that out whenever you have disagreements. Like, why would you be holding back? And then once you get married, you're now being yourself and now you're being very open and honest about your opinions. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I think I've been asked once uh, something very similar. It's like, oh, now that you're married, have you had a big fight yet? And <laughs> I was a little confused because I was like, well, being in a long-term relationship, you're always going to have disagreements or, you know, going into a marriage shouldn't really change that. You should technically have that explored prior. Yeah. And by the time you get married, I feel like we are both more understanding in terms of what we like, what we don't like, what's going to tick us off and what's not. Like, I feel like we've already understood that prior to getting married. So arguments and disagreements are a little bit more rare in my opinion because you already know where's your breaking point and I understand your body language when you're having a bad day so I'm not going to go and annoy you for just the sake of just being annoying or whatever it is like you have these understandings it's not new to you. Navigating through those issues arguments and you know confrontations is really important for you to handle how to get over those speed bumps yeah so it's less of you will have a big argument or you will have a big fight like these will probably happen but it's more so having the understanding of how you both communicate and how you both work through problems and knowing that and I feel like because you know that you should be able to move over any bumps that happens along the way yeah it's like problem solving as well like even if you don't have arguments and you've got a problem like in the relationship or even something that you both have to face is like, how do we problem solve to get around it or over it? Yeah. This one, also something I don't get. I feel like this whole list is just things that I don't understand is you will need to check in on each other often. Why does it take for you to get married to actually check in on someone or check in on your partner? I feel like if you need to check on your partner more, then it's probably a trust issue. I feel, but that shouldn't really come into the story after marriage. No, I think what it means by checking in is like, oh, are you okay? Or like, how are you feeling? 
So I feel like if mm. it's if it's in that direction, this should be something you are already doing. Like it's good to check in and what we do all the time or what I've I've kind of established for our relationship is always asking like how did you feel or did you like this event or like at our anniversaries, birthdays or something that we've done that's very different. Like what did you like about it? I even like joke around but like what would you rate it out of five or out of ten? And as much as it's a joke, it's actually genuinely trying to check in and then maybe next time if you really didn't like doing that thing, it's like, okay, we won't go to an event like that. Let's try something else next time. And it's checking in and actually feeling out and again, continuously learning about the other person. Yeah, that is true. I guess speaking it from that perspective of just, I think it's just being curious maybe with mm. your partner, see if they're okay or if, if you need to cater for them, you need to do certain things for them. I think one thing I can see out of this is, you know how once you've lived with someone or you've been with someone to, for such a long time, you're kind of so used to their presence, you kind of take their presence for granted. So maybe it's just saying as a reminder, remember to check in with your partner because you could go on and then forget about them. Not forget as in like you don't, you ignore them or whatever, but checking in with their feelings or how they're doing today and it's just a reminder that you check in with them. Yeah, that's true. And it does make sense when you're in, a, I wouldn't really call it a marriage, but a long-term relationship as well. Yeah. Another one is navigating through major purchases and adventures. So we did talk about the house purchase just before buying something big, but adventures is another one that people talk about, which, yeah, I can see how this one could be something new if you haven't really traveled too much with someone like your partner or you haven't done anything that's major aside from buying a house. This is something that is a little bit of a learning curve, but for us, I personally still didn't really see much of a change or too much of a shock from learning this i we did go to what was it new york and hong kong like earlier in our relationship and i don't know i just i think i for me everything that we do regardless if it's you or a friend or a colleague it's all just a teamwork thing like you always have to just ask someone just to be like hey what do you feel about this if they like it, like, let's do this, give your opinions as well. And then if you find a happy common ground, so that that's just the way I work with everything. And yeah, I feel like if you keep that kind of mindset, it's quite easy to navigate through these type of events. Purchasing big goods, it falls under that previous category of managing finances. Obviously, it's a large commitment. And I will always come back to that and, and say, look, it's really just having that candid, open conversation. Because ideally, you guys got to plan and figure out, okay, how the fuck we're going to buy the shit, right? Yeah. Well, aside from that, say you do have the money, regardless of that, I'm still going to be like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm not just going to be like, I'm just going to purchase gonna fucking this. send it, mate. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you. magically, I have a, a unicorn in our lounge or something. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I think it's just, you know, making sure and checking in with the other person how they feel about a certain action that you might be doing that you think might affect the other person or might the other person might have an opinion on it. Just ask. Like, it doesn't hurt to ask. And if they say no, then discuss. Why? No. <laughs> Why? No, either discuss, you know, if you really wanted this thing, discuss and be like, hey, I really want this. Like, how much, how opposed are you to it? Or if it's not something that you really want that bad, then find another solution, find another adventure, another thing that you can buy together, things like that. Like, there's always a way. 
asking the question, getting an opinion, what does what does that person feel about yeah. it? Yeah. And then it's really knowing the other person too, because I know that generally you have a similar taste to me. So if it's like a small purchase, like I know it's talking about major purchase, but it's something small and I know that you're generally okay with it. Like I'm I'm probably gonna be okay with just buying it because I know that you're pretty chilled out about it. And I know that I'm quite minimal in terms of I'm not buying a whole heap of stuff to hoard and I might just buy it. But if you know the other person whether it might get annoyed and be like, Hey, why'd you buy this? Then definitely a good thing to just ask them for their opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. Hoarding. Yeah. Yeah, you. With your warhammers. Ah, uh, not my warhammers. And your room. Your room is going to be covered with cupboards. Yeah. Towered through. Yeah, so the, the next expectation is after getting married, it's your parents. Your parents being involved in the relationship. Do they have an effect or disagreements in whatever choices you make in your relationship? Yeah, but again, why is it happening after you get married, though? That's the thing that I don't get. Because you would have gotten to know your parents or your parents-in-laws already. So I don't know how that would be coming in after you get married. Like I get you'll probably see them more or like get together, do more gatherings or something like that. But I guess it really this one really depends on the parents. I could see it coming up if, say, the parents lived with the partner. So for an example, if like a... If we bought a house and then my parents had to move into my house and then they're a part of the household as well Mm, and then they have an interference. I guess for for couples who have that type of situation and environment, I can see that somewhat coming up. Or if they live really close, they're like five minutes away, they keep coming over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Or like you you can't have private time, they always come over and you're like, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Private time. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess it really depends on the parents, but again, it's just having the conversation if they are coming over way too much and you do want some alone time like even for your own personal space or something it's just talking to them about it yeah but i think for us it's like we don't have that yeah they do live five minutes away from us but both your parents and my parents just have that understanding of personal space and they're not very they're not the people that's like oh hey can i come over or well my mum probably could oh yeah 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 but, but it's not like every single day hey can i come over or like hey i'm outside yeah 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 yeah. Uh, that, that would be a bit, bit annoying <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the next one is the expectations about not having enough time for yourself so not setting aside of your own personal time because you're so ingrained in your bloody marriage you got to fucking, you know hang out and spend so much time with the other half you don't spend enough time to focus on yourself do you feel that? I feel, look, I think I'm ready when to I was single, <laughs> I think when I was single, that, that was definitely the biggest change. Obviously, getting into a relationship is obviously like every relationship that you got into, like from being single and then you getting into your relationship. Yeah, because you get so used to being by yourself, right? I can see that being like that expectation set in a like a, a relationship where you're like, okay, I'm single and now I've got to deal with a girl or I've got to deal with a guy. You've got to consider the other half. You've got to consider what, is, what do they feel and think. I can see it in terms of a marriage maybe, but for me, probably not. Yeah, I think it really, again, depends on the person. But for us, what we are as a description of our relationship, we're two individuals who enjoy doing our individual things, but also can just merge together when we need to and just work as a team and do things together. And we enjoy time either way. So if we're doing things together, we'll enjoy time, but we'll also know or have time for ourselves and we enjoy doing things ourselves. So Mm. I don't think 
I ever feel like I don't have time for myself. The only reason why I think that is because I just always have so much on my plate in terms of work and freelancing and doing all these other things so that my me time specifically is quite minimal, but it's not because of the relationship. I think it's important to have your like a, a recharge time, for whatever that works for you. But like for me, like sometimes I'll just go out with friends. Yeah. So like if your friends ask you to go out, you just go and like go out. Like it's not that you need to take me along all the time or we need to do everything together and be tied at the hips, you know. I think we both just have this understanding that when we want our own time, we just enjoy our own time. Yeah, I think most cases what I do is I ask you, I'm like, hey, we, we've got plans for this day or whatever. And you go, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm going. Uh, I'll be like, yeah. This. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> My friends ask me to go out and chill and you're like, yeah, okay, go. Yeah. Right, I go. And con- contrary? contrary to this is you have to share everything now, which kind of is true, true yeah. in a way. But as a person who's grew up with siblings, nothing different like you share with your parents when you live with your parents you share things when you have siblings so it's not that much different yeah don't touch my shit you don't touch <laughs> my, you're not using any are my you shit. the kid that has the thing on the door keep out sam's room <laughs> yeah pretty much that little thing that you hang on the doorknob no one wants that to go in me. your room anyway because you put boogers on the wall yeah that's it <laughs> keeps keeps the girls out keeps everyone away no cooties yeah no cooties <laughs> At first, it was funny because you used to steal all my freaking clothes and wear it randomly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Like all my hoodies and the pants. I didn't steal your pants. Yeah, your pants are too my long big. pants because you like baggy shit, so you steal my pants. And, you know, you get used to it. But, like, at first, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was really a problem, to be honest. And I share a lot of shit with mum too, so I give her stuff that she wants to use. Imagine your mum and your hoodie and your pants. <laughs> well, no, she never wears my clears, but like know, other stuff, yeah. That'd be a bit weird, but. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like getting in a relationship, regardless of marriage or not, sharing is kind of a given, is it not? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much what they say, what's yours is mine. Yeah. Kind of thing, but. but even in friendships, like it's, you, know, you share things. Like if you have something that you need to borrow or. Whatever, like you're still sharing. In terms of expectation, that's a given, right? It's a given that you're going to be sharing shit. <laughs> that's something that you get before. I can, I'm, I probably can understand if you're an only child or something. Maybe that's a different thing to get used to. Like you're having your own shit all the time. Yeah, I have heard that though. People who are only childs or have been single for quite a while, that is a bit of an adjustment period. Is just having to share things with someone or. Again, just being considerate or thinking about someone that's in your life now. It's an adjustment period, but shouldn't be surfacing after you get married. That's a kind of a weird thing if it surfaces after yeah. marriage. Uh. And to top it off with the last question, were there anything unexpected that we didn't see after getting married? It doesn't have to be a good or a bad thing. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could be something like really good that you didn't expect. To be honest, it, it didn't really change much because like I said, we established everything prior to getting married. Besides the, the piece of paper saying that we are officially married, it was somewhat the same. So nothing out of the blue for you? Nothing out of the blue for me. It was just more so, okay, now that we've got this, let's keep building on from there. For me, something that was unexpected. So people have also said that you actually grow to love someone more or you your love can grow. And I've never really understood that because, you know, every single day I enjoy being with you and truly do love you. And the unexpected 
thing was actually understanding what that meant because you continue to grow. Yeah, that's right. You better tear up. (laughs) (laughs) Like you continue to grow together. You do things together. And we truly do still continue to explore each other and see the different things that you enjoy that's new and things that I enjoy that's new. And your love for the other person does keep growing. Yeah, I just didn't understand that. And after realizing or learning what that actually meant, that was something that was unexpected. Nice. Well, it makes sense because you're basically spending so much time with the person. (laughs) But you don't agree. You didn't grow your love. Yeah, well, I didn't see it in that way, but (laughs) I can see like after you explaining it, it makes sense because, you know, you live and breathe and you see this person every single day. You see me shit. You see me, you know, all these weird things that I do. Yeah, I even smell your shit. It's disgusting and it's toxic. (laughs) Like you can talk. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) derailing. No, but do you think that you can see that, understand that phrase too or? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Good chat. (laughs) Well, that's it for the episode, guys. Let us know in the comments what did you guys experience, the married couples that is, your experiences in terms of after getting married, a year did you get the same questions from people did you agree the things that we said it's okay if you don't but let us know in the comments and if there's any unexpected questions that you got asked after getting married i think that'll be really interesting to know so let us know in the comments or send us a dm on instagram that's it we'll see you in the next one guys peace out bye Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you. Yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out. Don't forget we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Duo Podcast. Slide it into our DMs, baby. Bigger, bigger. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too. All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. Bye.